Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Bardi Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. Time now for Why It Matters. So we are all aware of the classic 60-40 equity bond split whenever it comes to investing, right? And in recent times, where that's concerned, it's kind of looked a little bit stale. So a lot more investors have been taking a bit of a thematic approach. Now, although it's still relatively nascent, area, it is fast growing with assets in thematic funds more than tripling to $595 billion worldwide from $174 billion three years ago, at least according to Morningstar. Now, the COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated this trend. Investors, you know, they've taken note of, of uh, you know, the huge gains that have been made by specialist funds that are focused on areas, you know, things like technology or perhaps even and clean energy. And you see how these thematic exchange traded funds are increasingly prominent parts of the broader ETF landscape. Now, although isolating specific disruptive themes can be rewarding, at the same time, if you think about it, it can also be quite tricky. You know, there are risks, there are things that investors will be looking out for. So this morning, we're going to speak with Chen Si, fund manager, multi-asset at Schroders. Chen, good morning. How are you? Hi, hi, good morning. First of all, Chen, let's get right into it. Thematic investing. How do you tell the difference between valid theme and a fad that would soon fizzle out? I'm sure you have some markers to differentiate between the two. I think the themes can be very simple, can be um, one theme, two theme, or multiple themes. So it's just a different way of finding the alpha opportunities in the stock market. Mm. I suppose on that note, then, could you highlight for us the kind of popularity it has in this part of the world in Asia? How is it growing? I think it's definitely attracting more investors as we see the pandemic actually, as you mentioned, accelerated many of the trends that we already saw before before the outbreak. So, and there will be winners and losers, obviously, and then the policymakers are moving in directions and support certain areas, so making thematic investing, you know, more interesting for investors. The hottest areas among them, of course, clean energy. Uh, my financial planner keeps talking about that. What are the other sectors that you're watching? There are many, actually. When you talk about clean energy, it's actually related to a much bigger theme, which is climate change, right? So. Yeah. We are moving from fossil fuel to renewables, and we need to improve energy efficiency. There are environmental resources which need more investments, such as agriculture and, and etc. And the low-carbon leaders, for example, also look very interesting as the world reduces carbon emission. Also, there are obviously also sustainable transport and etc. So there are actually many, many things relating to, to, to this. Is there a relationship or, or do we see some kind of pattern between the increase in thematic investing and the age group of people who invest in these themes? And what I mean by that is, you know, perhaps with millennials or even younger people, they want to invest in clean energy because it's something that's close to their heart. Yeah, we do see more interest on the retail side from the younger investors, as well as tra- traditional institutions as well. I think it's, it's really global. It's not just Asian a thing. 
into into the renewables, into the more climate or ESG aware investments. The key to note is that these are long-term investments, so you're not going to make a killing overnight, yeah? I mean, isn't that something that you have to tell all investors right from the get-go? I think, yes, and there will be actually winners-lose within these space as well. So you do need to be very careful to choose which, you know, which companies to be exposed to. EV, for example, electric vehicle, hmm. eventually many of them will be commoditized. So what's the best approach to access also there? might be cheap, but they're, they're not cheap. Or might be charging, charging uh, infrastructure-related investments as well. So you do you do need to be very selective in how choosing how to access such opportunities, even though the trend is there. I want to talk specifically about you know the the ETF side of it, the risk side of the ETFs in thematic investing in that context. All of the ETFs, everything in the basket may be connected to just one segment of the economy. Wouldn't you say that makes these types of ETFs more risky? I think there's pros and cons for ETFs, the low cost and very transparent and, that, and et cetera. We see ETFs as more tactical instruments when we have a very strong view on certain, certain theme or sectors. But I wouldn't recommend ETFs for long-term structural holding. Usually for thematic investing for long-term, you will you would need multiple themes and you will need to be careful about valuation and et cetera. Right. So approach the thematic ETFs with greater caution, yeah? Mm-hmm. I think More that's, tactical in my view, yeah. yeah. Chen, I think that's kind of reflected this morning when we get news of the Minister for Industry and Information Technology in China, Xiao Yanqing, speaking to reporters saying the country's electric vehicle sector is too fragmented and it needs consolidation. You know, while we're looking at these, you know, thematic investments and, and, and its rise, when we look at news stories like this out of China, in your opinion, what do you think this spells for investors? This, sort, think, of, this sort of clampdowns and crackdowns? I think China is always very heavily influenced by policies, right? Yeah. So I think that's a risk that investors do need to be aware but it doesn't mean that China has no opportunity. It's one of the most interesting, you know, growing economy in the world. Obviously, there are going to be winning businesses. Sure. We, we do think the economic prosperity is real the, that in terms of policy direction. Therefore, it, it does bring certain opportunities to investors under this policy direction. Now, I'm sure there are limitations to the wonders of thematic investing as well. There are some pitfalls that investors ought to be aware of. Uh, Some have been saying that the rise of thematic investment indices is offering exposure to the latest trends, of course, such as AI. And space is wreaking havoc among quant investors. Give us your thoughts on this. I think for quant investors, usually you will need the market breadth, so you, you access the whole global markets to to extract certain offers such as value or or, or growth. Usually, it's stacked on unconstrained, so extract value, you get multiple industries involved compared to, I would say, thematic, where it's very targeted, is irrespective of valuation often, and it's, I would say, more subject to policy impact as well. Like one country make an announcement that they will invest in certain amount in, in certain technology, or they want to push towards certain area, and suddenly that industry gets closed. So 
So to, to, to me, I think that the magic and lasting will require more timing and mm-hmm. pay more attention to where policies are going. Right, you've got to look at it from a long-term perspective, yes, rather than just a knee-jerk reaction every time something new is announced. I think there are long-term themes, such as climate change and, and, and etc. But then I think for such opportunities, it's best to access through through alpha managers. We're on the line this morning with Chen C Fund Manager, Multi-Asset at Schroders. Chen, it's time now for the educational side of things. If I'm new, I want to take part in thematic investing. What would your advice be to me? I think first to try by multi-theme funds rather than single theme. Like an umbrella and, approach, perhaps? Yeah, that, that, that's the first stop. And then, then that will give you exposure and, and you will naturally read about how the different themes develop. And then maybe then you can be more ready to go into an even more targeted approach. Mm, yeah. And always remember even the themes that, that they, for example, if they're stocks, so you do carry significant amounts of just active beta and volatility in it. So no theme is bulletproof in a way. So you do need diversification and risk management to your overall portfolio. All right. Thanks for sharing with us your thoughts this morning. We've been speaking with Chen C, Fund Manager, Multi-Asset at Schroders. Thanks for your time. Take care and stay safe. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.